Adventure Seekers, welcome. Jedi, Ninja, and Wizards Tolerated. Hello, I'm your host, Rain Law, and coming up next is today's quote. One today is worth two tomorrow. Benjamin Franklin. Next on the agenda is AJNW News. And our top story concerns the death of a fly. Not many will mourn over the death of a single housefly, but sometimes someone will rejoice. They rejoice not so much in the death of the fly, but for the achievement of Mushin no Shin, which translates roughly as the spirit of no mind. It is an achievement where the body reacts without a conscious effort from the mind, performing a necessary task without thought or contemplation. In the death of the housefly, it was a blade cutting down a unrelenting tormentor. The feeling of euphoria was not over the death of the fly, or from the fact of the death-dealing sword was a life-giving sword. No, it was the synchronicity of training, joining mind and body together, the heightened awareness that allowed the wielder of the blade to be aware of the precise moment it intersected with the fly. The fly died instantly, but its memory will live on in reverence for the heightened awareness its death brought. The following is AJNW's weather forecast. Rain, followed by more rain. After that, chilly weather and additional rain. Next, we have AJNW traffic. The traffic report has been suspended for today as it's raining too hard to see what's going on outside. Next, we have AJNW Sports, brought to you by COVID-19. This is the only time of year where you can have baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and automobile racing going on at the same time as golf and bowling tournaments. If you're a fan of all of these sports, I hope you have a fast trigger finger so you can continually scan every station. Coming up next is a story of the rat and the little dog. There's a story about a little dog named Benny who likes to spend his day watching for squirrels that come into his yard to steal his walnuts as quickly as they fall from the trees. The squirrels are fast and nimble and they are probably a bit longer from nose to tip of tail as the little dog. They both seem to enjoy pestering each other as the squirrels bark back at the dog as they run along the top of the fence that runs the perimeter around the yard. The neighbor cat named Stormy has achieved a detente with the little dog with their mutual agreement of chasing out these intruders. But there is one intruder that both Stormy and Benny intensely detest, and that is the rats that run along the bottom of the fence. Recently, Benny has been able to nip the hindquarters of the rats as they run by, this skill being honed by all of his chasing of the extra nimble squirrels. The rats that run by are long enough to match the dog from nose tip to tail as well. Only their tails aren't as fluffy, and they do not have the almost superhero-like climbing powers that the squirrels possess. All these things considered, Benny was able to achieve 
by himself without the aid of his trusty companion, Stormy, a small victory for the sanctity of his yard. And today there will be one less rat scampering from recycle bin to recycle bin. And even though the rat didn't give up easily, and Benny suffered a bite in his lip, he has been doctored up and back on duty, making sure his yard is safe from intruders. Coming up next is Q&A with Sensei. Today's question was concerning practice and the failure to achieve magical results. Sensei's answer was, of course, to review your failure, correct this, and continue practicing. Coming up next, a haiku by a student entitled Drum. There are drums that beat vibrating strings of blue light, shaking, beating drums. This haiku was inspired by Josh. Coming up next is a book review on the fourth book in the Mystic Dreamwalker series entitled Jace Lee, The Shift. The story begins with a dream sequence with one of the students of Xander Davidson. The white light emanating from his entire body was blinding. Instead of finding himself sitting on the Persian rug that was rolled out underneath of his bed at home, he found himself sitting on a cold, hard floor. After a few moments, the intensity of the light began to diminish, and for a moment he had thought he had seen that he was encased in a large circular room with walls and floor made of black glass. It took several minutes for his eyes to adjust from the brilliance he had just observed. He found himself wondering what had happened. It was like awakening from a dream where you didn't know who you are or where you were. Were. He found that his experience was very similar to coming into a darkened room after a long walk across a large open field of snow on a bright day, both mentally and visually. His back was resting against a wall that was equally hard and smooth as a floor that he found himself sitting on. The entire room was dark. He looked left and right to allow his peripheral vision to pick up any images they could in the low-light condition. His senses told him that he was resting upon and leaning against a very smooth, wavy surface. While it felt as smooth as glass, the uneven ripples on its surface reminded him of the texture of ice when the creek froze over. The major difference was, while he had originally felt cold, he realized that the surface was just cooler than where he had been moments before in his home. He could not hear any movement in the room with him. The sound of his heartbeat and breathing were the loudest noises he could hear. He cautiously stood to his feet and ran his hands over his body and found he was still dressed in his sky-blue, silky pullover nightshirt, styled pajamas, that his wife had bought for his birthday. He could not recall his name or who he was, no matter how hard he tried. His eyesight had adjusted to the darkness, and he realized that there was a faint amount of light filtering in from above. He looked up 
to find the circular room had no ceiling. Instead, there were tall, jagged spires extending hundreds of feet above him. Putting his hands against the wall, he could find no handholds that he could use to climb out from his black glass prison. Immediately, he realized he must be in a dream, and he tried to utilize every method he had ever tried to float or fly out of this open-top cage, but to no avail. He was perplexed, but he proceeded to investigate the walls to ascertain if there was an opening that would allow him to pass without having to climb out vertically. It was a large area to cover, and his temperature increased despite the cool night air as he searched anxiously in the dark. Not only had he been feeling the walls for an opening, he had probed the floor around him with his bare foot to ensure that there wasn't some sort of hole that he could not see. Not finding that opening passage through the wall was frustrating, as he was not able to figure out how he had gotten himself in this situation. So, for the second time, he made his way around the large circle, reaching high and low for some sort of passage or opening, and again he found nothing. It was at this time he decided to search the floor of the central area for opening. He had already checked the floor around the area that joined with the wall and found no pits or holes in the floor. This time, he had turned to face the empty center of the room on his hands and knees and began to circumnavigate the room with an inward spiral. By the time he had reached the center of the room, he found nothing but smooth, hard glass with a slight ripple effect. He believed that he was sitting inside an ancient volcano and was surrounded by black volcanic glass called obsidian. He reasoned that he must have floated inside the spires during a dream, and he had no other idea how he would have come to be in this place. The exertion of searching in almost complete darkness had been mentally and physically taxing, and sweat had matted his hair to his scalp. As he sat there pondering this situation, the cool night air sent a shiver down the spine as a trickle of sweat ran along his backbone. This feeling triggered a memory where he thought he had been living his life, but was instead aboard a spaceship. He recalled seeing the ship hover outside of his window right before he woke up. Since this memory was intact from where he had been, and he was now in a location he had never been before, he believed that he must actually have been transported to another location. He ran through everything in his mind one more time, trying to convince himself that he was actually in some new unknown location. After all, he was still dressed in his sky-blue silk pullover nightshirt, and he must be awake because none of his dream abilities were functioning.
On top of this, he was certain that he wasn't a captive aboard a ship having his memory manipulated by a chemical procedure as he had never seen or been to this location before. The sweat that was on his body was beginning to dry when he realized that he was feeling a very light breeze coming from the area to his left. He realized there must be some sort of opening somewhere that he had missed, so he stuck his tongue out to feel the slight breeze. He knew that his tongue would be more sensitive to the direction of the airflow than the skin of his face. It took only a few seconds before his tongue began to feel cooler and drier on one side, and he began to crawl in that direction. He did this more confidently than he had moved around previously since he had already searched the complete interior of the volcanic floor. He knew that he must have missed some sort of small opening where the air would be making its way through. He slowed as he approached the hard glass wall of the organic spires that surrounded him. He could tell he was getting closer as the darkness grew in intensity as he neared the wall and was away from the center of the room that had a clearer view of the overhead starlight. The fact that he had slowed down and made his impact against the wall was much less forceful. As it was, he still received a slight bump on the noggin, but not enough to cause a bruise or raise a lump as he came in contact with the wall. Still, he grunted slightly and felt around in front of him when by chance his right pinky finger curled slightly around the lip of an opening. He quickly explored the opening and reached into the hole in the wall and felt there was a slight descending grade to a tubular passage. It seemed like this tunnel might have been a lava passage where a weakness in the structure had allowed the lava to flow at the time of eruption. The molten glass had spilled out rapidly, leaving only the glass-like obsidian spires of the rim standing. He understood why he had missed this opening previously, as it was no taller than knee height. He realized he would have to crawl on the stomach to find if this was his passage out. He was reluctant to enter this small tunnel-like passage. Nonetheless, the rest of the volcano was dark, at least at night. This passage was pitch black. He didn't know if it had an opening that would take him all the way out, or just something that allowed air to seep through. He also was unsure of the possibility of some creature taking up residence inside of this tunnel. There was also the very real possibility that he could encounter something sharp and jagged beside the glass. He found the silk nightshirt made it easy for him to slide along in the tunnel, but he was afraid of either getting cut or bitten. If the tunnel becomes steeper on its angle downward, he might wind up slipping through the passage like a kid on a slide. This could be very dangerous considering the very real possibility of razor-sharp 
Obsidian Glass. Be sure to come back next week for more on Book 4 of the Mystic Dreamwalker series, Jace Lee, The Shift. And now, some messages. Please remember to leave reviews of any book that you read, of mine, or any other author. Reviews are the heart blood and the life spirit of every author. Amazon Kindle makes it exceptionally easy for you to leave your review. One sentence or more is greatly appreciated. And five stars will make any author's day. My email is rand at rand Lawrence. And my webpage, www.rand-lawrence.com. I highly recommend martial art instruction. Everything I do has been influenced by the martial arts. I have no weapons, but a weapon can be made. Knowledge of her power. Tokushi Kimpo. Keep following your dreams.